Hey, this is Debbie Mosesian from Mindful Health and Wellness. And if you want to know how to renew your health by removing hidden toxins, you should be listening to The Toxin Terminator with my good friend, Amy Carlson. Welcome to The Toxin Terminator, helping people to restore and renew their health by removing the toxins from the home and their lives. Join in as industry thought leaders help you understand the physical and emotional effects these products can have on you and your family and the safe alternatives you can use to remove the hidden toxins for renewed health. Now, please welcome your host, the Toxin Terminator herself, Amy Carlson. Hey, it's Amy Carlson, the Toxin Terminator, and on today's show, we've got Debbie Movesian. She is a physician's assistant and a health coach, empowering busy women and mamas just like you and I to take action in losing weight so they can look and feel amazing in their own bodies, have tons of energy, and create healthy habits for themselves and their families. She is passionate about health and prevention and that everyone have the opportunity to live a disease-free life. Listen, she has worked the last 25 years in cardiology, so when I say she's seen it all, she has seen it all. And in today's episode, you're going to hear that collective 25 years on how our lifestyle habits really can affect our ability to either promote or prevent that chronic illness. You'll want to hear what she has to say, and also check out the show note on the episode because she has linked up a five-day challenge that you're not going to want to miss. It starts today. Don't worry, you can get in on it. It is a know what to eat every day. She's going to break it down, make it really simple for you. So join in. Debbie, thanks for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. You bet. So I met Debbie last year when I was in Arizona. I went her down there and she came in and actually hosted an event for us that a friend of mine um, and I were conducting. And I just so enjoyed her message and the spirit in which she delivered her message. Um, she talked to a lot about food and the choices that we make with our food and how that impacts our overall health. And what I really liked was what you're currently doing right now for a job. Can you tell us all what that is? I actually kind of have two jobs. I okay. am currently a physician assistant. I have been doing this for 20 years. I work in cardiology. And right now I specifically work at the VA, the Phoenix VA um, with the veterans in the heart failure clinic. Um, And my other job is really my passion that I am a health coach and I work with people who are ready to take control of their health. They know that they can improve things. They know they can feel better and they're ready to go for it and, and really just take it, take it upon themselves to be empowered, to make changes that are going to make them feel better, help them to lose weight, and get them on a path of of really staying healthy for a very long life. Absolutely. And I, I love you. I know you've got some communities that you, you build up and have people a part of. And I'm part of one of your uh, Facebook communities right now where we're going through kind of some uh, food prep challenges and, and that type of thing. And I'm really enjoying all of the content and information that you're providing. It is absolutely fantastic. So um, I love that your passion is for people making better choices for a healthy lifestyle. And I'm going to go on the assumption that working in cardiology all these years, you've really seen the impact that chronic disease has on people. Absolutely. Yes. And 
really, you know, after doing it for so many years, you know, I kind of hit this wall a couple of years back and I wasn't sure, you know, what was going on. I, I thought, well, maybe it's time for a change. I didn't know really why. And then when I really stopped and thought about it and looked at the patients that were coming in, it hit me that I just was not having the impact that I truly wanted to have on these people in their lives. And, you know, day after day, clinic after clinic, you know, they would come back in with the same complaints, recurrence of their um, arrhythmias. That's what I was working with at the time and gaining weight and just not, I just wasn't having the impact to actually heal them, to cure them. And you could just see it in their face, the frustration that they had. And I just knew that there was more, there was more we could do. Um, and thank God at the time I found the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And this is an association that teaches practitioners all about lifestyle and how the lifestyle affects our disease processes. And more importantly, how we can change our lifestyle to actually treat, prevent, and even reverse some of the most common chronic diseases. And I was hooked. As soon as I found that, I was hooked. So That's fantastic. And what was the name of that college that you... It's called the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. That is... That's the first time I've heard of that. That is wonderful. Yeah. And so they... Do they go out and teach and talk with physicians and physicians assistants then? Well, so it's like a, it's a big association that you can join, um, like any other kind of professional association. And their focus just happens to be on educating people about, about lifestyle and how, you know, you always hear, you know, most people hear, yeah, you got to lose weight. Yeah, you got to exercise. Yeah, you got to eat better. But what does that mean to most people? Not a lot. And, um, and really, sadly, what I realized is that to most practitioners, it really doesn't mean a lot. It's something that we say because it's something we're supposed to say, but then we go on and we prescribe our medications that we were taught to prescribe. And, um, and once I learned like the impact that our choices truly have, that you know, once we make different choices, that we can really reverse a lot of the damage that we've done over the years. So um, in learning, so I'm going to assume that part of that education and lifestyle change really focused around some food choices as well as I'm going to go with maybe movement too. Oh yeah. There's basically like six pillars of health. And I just was very focused on the food aspect because I believe that that's the most difficult for people. You know, we are tempted constantly multiple times a day at mealtime and then, you know, throughout the day for various reasons with people just throwing things in your face, like have this and congratulations, here's a cake, here's a cupcake. There's, <laughs> always, there's always reasons to eat junk. There's always, re you know, a, a, a typical celebratory meal or treat is junk food. And, um, and, and I just felt like I was really, really drawn to the nutrition part because I feel like that is the most difficult, most impactful, and actually the most surprising and shocking of the information that I learned. I mean, a lot of it, what I learned was, things that I kind of already knew, you know, you got to get a lot of sleep, stress levels, super important, exercise is very important. I truly believe all those things and I recommend those, but I, what, what really what drew me was, or drew me in was the nutrition part, because like I said, it's so, it's, it, it's just such a big problem. You know, right. So. Well, and I kind of had this question to ask later on, but I think, you know, we might want to touch on it right now. <sighs> Being in the position where you are and seeing the people that you see, what would you say is some of their biggest struggles or obstacles in order to change that lifestyle around and, like you said, reverse or you know, diminish that chronic disease? Mm -hmm. 
Well, you know, it's funny. I kind of break people into like three different groupings. Okay. Um, one grouping of people are super motivated. They want to know everything about everything that they're doing and eating and, and they just research it and they are on top of things. Then there's another group of people that, you know what, even if you told them that you could, you know, completely turn their health around, you could help them lose 150 pounds. They'd be like, yeah, well, you know what, I don't really want to do that. I'm good. And then there's a, there's the kind of that middle ground group who they, they have all the good intentions in the world. They want to do what they can to improve their situation, but they just kind of feel stuck. They, they're not sure what to do. Um, they've tried things that they've heard through the media or like the best way to lose weight or to get healthy, you know, the, the latest and greatest fad. Um, and they just, they kind of are spinning their wheels. Um, and so I think you're probably asking me about those people, like, what is it that's difficult? And I think that, I mean, there's so many different things, but what, what I've found is that what can actually help people instead of focusing on, on what's the most difficult, what, what can help people is if they develop healthy habits. Right. I mean, what I was saying earlier about that, the nutrition part is it's very difficult because we're tempted all the time. I have found that when people are able to incorporate specific habits, then it's much easier because they are not, it's just automatic. Like people go, it, once you have a habit, like that's the whole point of a habit is that things are on autopilot. You make decisions on reflex as opposed to trying to decide in the heat of the moment, should I or should I not? It's just like, no, I, I don't eat that anymore. Or, oh, I eat this way. Or, oh, I've already made this meal. And right. so I have found that the biggest problem people have probably is not having healthy habits. And if we can get them to be um, on that track of like, okay, yes, this is what I want and start doing it and doing it again and doing it again. And then it becomes a habit. Then, then we can really make big changes in people's lives. Absolutely. So you would say kind of your, your focus in is that middle group of people that you were talking about. Uh, the three people is the, the, the first group you talked about seems to already be really focused in and wanting to make those changes. And then yeah. the last group is probably those people that know there's a problem, but they're just not willing to make a change, right? And exactly. I don't know who's going to touch them um, mm -hmm. and, and make an yeah. impact in their lives. So giving that people who know they need to make a change, but giving them a tool or a resource. Um, exactly you know, mm -hmm. which is, is something that you obviously are super passionate about. I mm -hmm. wish people could see your face because you just light up when you talk <laughs> about it. You really do. <laughs> um, so you choose to focus in on a whole um, plant-based diet, a whole foods plant-based diet. Talk to us a little bit what that looks like. Okay. So one of the biggest things that I learned, as I was saying, that I was kind of surprised about was the huge impact that our food choices have. And I always knew that, yes, junk food is bad. And what I thought of junk food was, you know, fried, you know, French fries, cake, cupcakes, cookies, ice cream, the typical things that people think of when you think of junk food. Right. But what was really startling to me was all of the data that's out there that were really on the wrong track in, in this culture in general. There's been tons and tons of research, research that's been done, um, and it, a lot of it started with observational studies because we, you know, we, we've researched the, the people who are the healthiest, that live the longest, like what is it that they're doing that's so different? And one thing that was pretty um, 
pretty much the same across the board in all different areas of the world was that the more plants that people eat, ate, and when I say plants, I mean whole fresh foods, like fruits, vegetables, legumes, which include beans, lentils, and peas, um, whole grains, not like the typical bread you're going to buy at the store, but real whole grains like quinoa, brown rice, things that are as grown, you know, food is grown, um, and then nuts and seeds. Those are the foods that over and over and over have been proven that the more people eat of those, the less diseases that they have. I found a uh, book called Blue Zones. Is yeah. that part of what Absolutely. you're talking about? And, and, exactly. and they, they went around and identified kind of pockets in the world mm -hmm. where there is really a more concentration of centurions and studied their lifestyle and diet. So Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That is, okay. It. So tell me, what about this kind of diet is going to reduce or reverse chronic disease? The way that I try to um, work with people, guide them and coach them is that there's kind of three steps. Okay. The first one, the first one is, it doesn't really answer your question, but just to kind of throw it out there. The first one <laughs> is that people have to really know what they want. You know, okay. there's so many people out there trying to lose weight. Why? Why do they want to lose weight? Do they want to lose weight because they think that they're going to look great? Okay, that is a reason. Or do they want to lose weight because they know it's healthy and they want to feel better? And those are the kind of people that I love to work with because if we can really hone in on that, that true desire of what they want, which is health, it changes so much. When we focus on weight and the scale, it just, it screws with our brains, basically. Right. And it, you know, because the weight is going to go up and down a little bit. And then when it does, it throws us all off and we can go in a downward spiral if we gain a couple of pounds. But if we're focused on the health aspect of it, then it can go such a long way. So that's kind of like step number one. Then step number two is bringing in all of the foods that are um, nutritious. So, and then just to kind of go on. And then the third one is to start eliminating the foods that are basically toxic to us. So to answer your question, the way that whole food plant-based nutrition helps us to prevent and reverse chronic diseases is because they are filled and loaded with all of the things that counteract all of the toxins, basically, that our body goes through. Our body's going to have natural toxins. It produces toxins as it metabolizes food. Everything that we do produces some level of toxins. And so the whole food plant-based nutrition comes in and, and supplies all of the vitamins and the nutrients and the antioxidants, um, you know, basically the toxins cause oxidants and then the antioxidants come in and basically, you know, neutralize those. So the more of those kinds of foods that we eat, like greens and berries that are loaded with antioxidants, the more we have of those, the more we're going to basically overcome all of the, the bad foods, the toxins that our, our body is going through. And, um, and the other thing that I've actually learned fairly recently, which is so fascinating to me, <laughs> is that our body has certain receptors for certain foods. And these receptors can turn on our, our, our cancer suppressing genes. And they can actually, um, so like, for example, if, if we have been eating poorly and we start stimulating cancer promoting genes, if we have enough of the right foods, they will stimulate the, the receptors in our bodies that actually say, okay, they turn on the, like the, the cancer fighting genes and then we are able to overcome 
a lot of, like I said, those toxic effects. It's, it's, it's absolutely amazing. That sounds like a whole nother episode we could do, you know, power fighting foods are, you know, I, I mean, I, I was really intrigued and, and that is one of my questions that I want to talk to you about because you talk about toxic, our bodies naturally producing toxins. Um, and I know I, in my research that I have found that too, but, but it's also we counteract it in a way to get rid of it. You know, our, uh, the, you know, our bodies were made beautifully. And when we don't overload it, it, it can function in a really um, just powerful, powerful way. But mm-hmm. what kinds of foods, I mean, because, you know, we might be talking to people who are just starting to learn that there's something I need to do different. So what kinds of foods are we wanting to really avoid that our bodies really do say, ah, bad, you know, this is, this is a huge toxin for us and we don't even want it in our body. I would say the number one toxin that is a little bit easier for people to grasp than maybe number two is the, um, the processed foods. Okay. So, you know, when people talk about, and this is actually a whole another subject, but when people talk about carbohydrates, really that word is meaningless when it comes to health. It's what is the food? Because like I just wrote this article, chocolate cake is considered a carbohydrate. And so are sweet potatoes and brown rice and quinoa that we know have tons and tons of health promoting nutrients in them. So in general, to kind of keep it simple, if you know that the food was grown on a tree or you know in in nature then that is going to be your healthiest foods so if we can start replacing some of the prepared foods the boxed foods with you know fresh leafy greens with fresh berries or frozen berries or you know any kind of fruit that's fresh um, if we can start eating you know more beans and things like that that are fresh foods or like I said you could imagine them being grown in a field or in a tree or something like that. Then if you can kind of get that in your thought process that, okay, what did it take to put this food on my plate? And if you can, can't even imagine the steps that it went through, then that's pretty processed and you want to try to eliminate it as much as possible. Okay. So we hear a lot processed food, we, bad, you know, we don't want the processed food. What about the processed food makes it so bad for our bodies? So the first thing is that a lot of processed foods are made from some type of whole food. Like for example, let's say bread. Bread mm-hmm. is a good example, or flour, let's say flour. Fla- flour is made from wheat, or you know, specific regular you know, whole wheat flour is made from whole wheat. But it goes through a process where they strip away all of the fiber and all of the nutrients to make it you know, very light and fluffy, kind of, a, just to give an example. Um, it makes white bread bouncy and light, you know, and, and appealing to people. So that's one thing is that they strip down a lot of the things that make things um, healthy, or I'm sorry, they, they strip away a lot of the, um, the nutrients for more of a, a better appeal right. um, to certain people. <laughs> then they add things to help it be more preserved, whether that is, you know, specific kind of oils whether that is salt, sugar, even just some other artificially made chemicals are added to the foods so that they are inexpensive and they can sit on a shelf for, you know, a year or six, you know, and, and so 
not only are they taking out anything that's valuable, but they're also adding in extra things that are that are known to be harmful. So you talked about, um, you know, the three uh, the three steps. Get, you, you talked about bringing in the tr- nutritious, and you've kind of talked a little bit about some of those and getting rid of the toxic foods. So processed foods um, would be one of those toxic foods that you want to get rid of. Is there other things that right off the top of your head that you would say, okay, processed foods and what two other ones? You know, focus in on getting rid of these. Basically, if you turn over the label and there's a bunch of ingredients, then you then you know what's processed. So that's a habit I try to get people in is turning over every single package and looking at the label. And if you think about a piece of fruit, there is no label because right. it's one thing. It's an apple. It's a banana. You know, so so that's like the big difference between a fresh whole food and processed foods is that there's not going to be a load of ingredients on the right. list. Okay, so so anything that has a long list is something that you want to try to avoid. You want to look at things that have a lot of salt or on the label it'll actually say sodium so sodium sugar fat you want to look at all of those things those are on the processed foods the next category of food which is something that was super surprising to me and really hard for some people is that we eat way 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 too much meat in this culture not only have we found that the fat in meat is harmful because it is full of saturated fat um but also the proteins have been proven to be you know instigators of disease processes and there are in, in like some of the the blue zones that we were talking about and in, in some of a lot of the observational studies and a ton of research that's been done we see that the less animal products that people eat like meat and that that includes red meat white meat fish the less people eat the healthier they are, the less obese they are, the less diabetes they ha- they are, the you know the less um, the longer they live. So you know, so we are just in this culture. You know, we went from meat being a special occasion kind of a thing because people couldn't afford it to now it's so cheap and inexpensive and, and everywhere that people are eating so much meat um, that it's just it's become toxic to our bodies. Now you talk about the protein in the meat actually do it, you know, being bad for our bodies. What what about the protein um, in the meat? Is it because of the way they're grown, the things that they are um, exposed to, or can you touch more on that? They're finding like more and more things as it's as it's being researched, um, and you know what I. I off the top of my head, I don't know the physiology about a lot of them, but it's more of like they're seeing the the relationship, and it's um and, and the interesting thing is is that when they're comparing it to plant um, proteins, they're not seeing that same effect. Do you think that talking to people about foods that are toxic for them is a one size fits all, um, like? you know, there's certain things that I think are toxic and I think they're toxic to everybody. Um, but Mm -hmm. you know, um, when it comes to food, is it everybody or, you know, this might be okay for this person, but it's certainly not okay for this person. Yeah. I definitely think that there's two sides to that. I think that of course, everybody, everybody is different. Right. And there are certainly some people that can't tolerate some foods, even the healthy foods. You know, there is a disease called celiac disease and mm-hmm. those people literally cannot have gluten. They cannot have wheat and, and you know, they can't, they'll have a severe reaction. Right. Um, there's, and then, you know, there, there's other people that have other reactions to other foods. So I do believe that there is 
um, a place for very individualized, you know, attention and, you know, being thoughtful about foods. But from my standpoint as a PA in cardiology, we have a long way to go before that is the main focus for the mainstream. Right. Um, you know, I kind of, when I broke it down into those three categories, a lot of people that they find um, are the exception, not the rule, are in that first group where they already know so much about health and nutrition and they're, they're fit and they're exercising and they're eating a very healthy, you know, lifestyle. I don't like to say diet, um, but they're just, they're still not having the right, the, you know, they're not in perfect health. They're not, there's something else going on. Right. And I do believe there's a place there for, for personalized um, attention and nutrition. But for the majority of people that want to lose weight, that have diabetes, that have heart disease, if they just do some of these basic things, they can improve their health tremendously. And they don't have to worry about the intricacies of, well, can I actually have a sweet potato or a white potato? You know what I mean? Right. Um, so right. That's my take on that. What is the number these days about how many adults are on a Stanton drug? So we'll oh. die. <laughs> That's yeah. another topic too. But um, um, will diet affect their cholesterol levels so that they don't have to be taking the Stanton drug? Oh my gosh, yes. And in some cases, they can increase or decrease their cholesterol better than a Stanton drug. Yeah. You know, it, that's the, the beauty and the curse of, of this is that it's all up to each person. The more you dedicate yourself to your health, the better health you can have. But if you just sort of like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to eat vegetables a couple times a week. Well, you know, then you're going to end up on a statin most likely, you know. So it, it just, like I was saying, that's why it's so critical to start at the step one, which is what do you want? Right. If you want to be healthy and avoid medications, you can. I mean, not 100%, but the majority of the people really, really can get off their medications if they were to be really diligent about the foods that they're eating. So absolutely, statin's a big one. Cholesterol is a big one. Mm-hmm. And that is phenomenal. Um, you know, we got my husband off of his Stanton drugs because there's just so many. I, and trust me, I am not anti-medicine in the least. But if, if there's so many side effects on a drug and there's a lifestyle change that we can make versus going and taking that pill, we're going to go for the lifestyle change for us and yeah. our family. One of, one of like my, the big inspiration in my life has been my husband because... Um, we had always been, you know, fairly healthy. We would work out, you know, do workout programs. We avoided fast food for the most part. You know, we stopped drinking soda years ago. Um, and we, you know, we would say that we were pretty healthy. Mm -hmm. um, but then, you know, on the weekend, we would have a kind of a free for all and, and <laughs> feel like we deserved it. And, you know, we worked hard all week. And finally, one day, a couple of years ago, he came home from a checkup. And he had been working hard on lowering his cholesterol um, with exercise. Okay. And he comes home from his physical and he looks at me and he's not very happy. And he says that his cholesterol was, I think it actually had gone up slightly. Um, his glucose was up in the pre-diabetic range and his doctor wanted to start him on a statin actually. That you right. statin, um, as a preventative. And he you know, he has a terrible family history. Um, he was determined, you know, the whole time I've ever known him, he was determined to not follow in his family's footsteps, that he was going to be in control of his own health. 
And he looked at me and he's like, I'm not going on a medication. And so we said, all right, what are we doing or what are we not doing that right. is leading you to have this you know, problem? And so to make a very long story short, we kind of went through this process that I now you know, help my clients go through. And it was um, that he really cut down on his um, animal product intake uh, because all animal products have saturated fat and cholesterol. And so he cut down on that. He really, really increased his amount of, you know, whole foods that he was eating. And he was able to um, drop his cholesterol by 20%. And he has glucose normalized. And in the process of focusing on his health, he dropped 20 pounds without even really trying. And this was, this was the main difference was his diet. It was, you know, he would always be exercising off and on. Right. It, was, it really wasn't that. I'm a full believer. <laughs> the interviews I've done, oh my word, you know, some of the stories that I'm hearing are just so inspiring. And, you know, I want to give people hope too, um, just to share a little bit. And I know you can attest to this too, that when you start eating in a healthier way, those things that you liked or enjoyed when you reintroduce it back into your diet don't make you feel so good anymore exactly um yeah you know yeah, i would say that oh, i'm sorry go ahead no i i you know for me i i bread is a big one. Not that I have celiac or, or anything like that, but I know I've removed it out of my diet. And if by chance I happen to have it, I just don't feel good. I don't have a severe reaction. It's just, I know how my body reacts to that. It's interesting. Yeah. You know, so just to give people hope that once you make those changes, your body's going to tell you. So we talked about um, we talked a little bit about processed foods and we talked a little bit about animal fats. Um, are there any other toxins that we're taking in through our food that you'd want to talk about? Well, I talk about meat and then dairy is another one. Um, you know, it's, I mean, that is an animal product, but it, dairy is a big one. It's, uh, it's, I'm sure that a lot of people who are listening have probably seen the big influx on, you know, in non-dairy milk. And I mean, even at Starbucks, you can get coconut milk, soy milk, you know, almond milk. Um, and it's for good reason, because, you know, there was this monumental, you know, study that came out called the, you know, the China study. And that was what started the whole process of, of really reevaluating what, what we're doing. And dairy was a big one. It, it, more and more research was done on the animal proteins and the animal fats that we're eating. Um, and just to just to kind of give this crazy statistic that I read recently, that the amount of cheese that people are consuming in the past 30 years has gone up 182%. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, so yes, we are making some headway with having other alternatives like non-dairy milk, but you know, we have, we have gotten to the point where we really need to make some drastic changes because cheese is, and I, I will actually throw this out here. Cheese is the one thing that I miss the most. Yeah. And I haven't given it up 100%, but close because it's so delicious. Cheese <laughs> is so delicious and it's made that way on purpose. It is concentrated fat and salt. And those two chemicals like go crazy in our, our pleasure seeking parts of our brain. So when we have cheese, we are like, yes, this is so delicious. <laughs> I mean, just think of that, like melting cheese dripping off a pizza. Like it's on purpose. You know, we are yep. addicted to that stuff. It's not because we have poor willpower 
or we're lazy or whatever. I mean, we are literally addicted to that stuff. So yep. just to kind of like tie into what you were just saying, when you start to eat less of that, your body doesn't want it as much. So there's hope for people who feel like they are addicted to pizza. I'm telling you, I can look at pizza and not have it. And I used to never be able to say that. And yep. it's just because I, like you said, when I have it, I know how I feel. Yeah. But more importantly, I know what's in it and what it's doing to my body and what it's doing to my family's body. And I just, I try to eliminate it at all costs. I mean, my family still suckers me in once in a while, but it's, I mean, really, it, it really is. It, cheese is one of the worst things that we can eat. That is crazy. And, um, soda, you know, drinking the, oh, the yeah. soda pops, you talked about being off of the soda. I can't even tell you the last time I tasted a soda, um, I know I, I went to have one at one point because I'm, I'm kind of a water connoisseur. I, you know, mm -hmm. if you get water in a restaurant, I can always taste the chlorine in it. And, and oh, yeah. so it's like, yeah. no, it's, I don't yeah. want this. And so like that was an option. I mean, this has been years ago. Well, I guess I'm going to have a soda because the tea was terrible. And I just, I couldn't even drink it. It just tastes like nothing but sugar. It just. Yeah, liquid sugar. Yep. Oh, it was awful. Anyways, okay. <laughs> we're, we're so going. We're diversing here. All right. So we talked and about- just, Actually, really quick on that note, I throw soda in with processed foods because it's in no way, shape, or form a whole food. No. It's 100% processed, you know? So it's, it's just chemical. It's just chemical in water. And so, so yeah. So I, I throw that in the processed food category. <laughs> All right. So I think I know what your answer is going to be on this one, but let's throw it out here anyway. If, if you, and this is what you do, you coach people. So when someone's just beginning, what are the three, like focus here? One, two, three, what are, what are those three things going to be? When I'm first talking with someone, I'm, I'm going to ask them, what are their goals? What do okay. they want? Because, because it's, it, that is the number one thing. If you don't really, really want to be healthy, then you're not going to do what it takes to be healthy. So that's number one. And I talk to people all the time that want to lose weight. They, they want to be healthier. But when you really, really ask them, how badly do you want it? They're like, well, I'm not like a medium, you know, I'm a five out of 10. That person, unfortunately, is likely going to be the same place that they're at now in a year, or if not even progressed further. Right. Um, because you have to want it because it's not easy. So no. the first step is to define, you know, to really get clear with people of what it is that they want. Um, the second thing is to establish what it is that their current habits are, um, you know, to, to really be honest, to have them be honest with themselves of like, what is it that they're eating? what and then to um once you was once we establish that they want to be healthy and that they have certain habits that you know we bring the light basically mm -hmm. what are the unhealthy habits that they have then the third one is to come up with a plan that we're able to incorporate the the changes which in my mind are to increase the amount of healthy foods and decrease the amount of unhealthy foods and the way that i do that with people is to create habits and the way the habit that i create is based on meal planning and right. it, it all comes down to you know if you don't have a plan you're not going to have results um you have to know what you want you have to be dedicated to it and say yes i'm going to do it you have to know what it is you know know what foods to have or not have and then you have to take action you yeah know? so 
Um, so having the plan is, is taking action. Oh, and I've heard you time and time again. What's your plan? What's your plan? <laughs> In the group, it's like, well, I don't know. I just know that this is what I want to do. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, so I hear you saying that, not just with me, but with other people too. It's, it's what's the plan. So I love that. Um, I can share a story if you don't mind. Last yeah. week I had to, I've been in, in your group and last week I had to go overnight to my kids' house. Now this is a set of kids that there's nothing healthy in their home to eat whatsoever. I, I you know, it's just, it's not. And so rather than, um, open myself up to trying to make a better choice. I just took a cooler packed with the meals that I was going to eat there. That way I knew I could eat a good meal and I didn't have to compromise what I've been working on. So there's the plan. <laughs> it's like make the Absolutely. Plan. And, and it wasn't hard to do. Um, you know, it really was quite easy. So thank you for that. Yeah. Um, that has worked out great. So in wrapping up, oh, one last question, because I always ask everybody this, is what's more important, what goes on your body or what goes in your body? Oh, well, I, I mean, I do believe that what's going on our bodies is super important. And I'm definitely not going to disregard that. And in, in fact, quick, quick story on that. I have a struggle with that all the time because I have two girls. And they want nail polish and makeup and, you know, face this and creams and that. And, and so that's a constant struggle for me. So for what goes on our body, I I do believe is super important. I'm just not as experienced with it. So I probably hide from that one a little bit more, but absolutely. I mean, without a doubt what goes in our body. And I would say the reason why is because we're doing it all day long, right? We're doing it all day long. So, you know, we can, constantly put healthy things in our body or we can constantly put harmful things in our body is it food or fuel i I love it i absolutely love it so now how can people get a hold of you debbie so i have a facebook page that is um www.facebook.com slash it's all about prevention that is my facebook page and then i have a private exclusive facebook community that you have joined um, and that's called Happy and Healthy Mamas. Okay. And I will will post the link below if people um, you know want to come and take a look at that. Absolutely. I, I want people because Debbie, you are just so full of information and you know so powerful in your message and the education that you have behind your message is just absolutely wonderful. I'm always inspired every time I listen to you. And um, like I said, I wish people could see your face because (laughs) you really truly are lit up. You can tell it's a huge passion for you. Um, So I so appreciate you coming and and being on the, the podcast and thank you. Absolutely. And, and really quick for people that are not on Facebook, you can reach me at Debbie, D-E-B-B-I-E, at truemindfulhealthandwellness.com. Truemindfulhealthandwellness.com. Thank you so much for having me. You bet. That's all for this episode of The Toxin Terminator. And we hope we've helped you remove the hidden toxins in your life for renewed health. If you're looking to continue your journey towards full rejuvenation, reach out to Amy directly by visiting amycarlson.com for your own one-on-one chat session, as well as your free toxic risk assessment. That's A-I-M-E-E-Carlson.com 
And remember, you are just one small change away from renewed health.